Do you know who you are? This morning I had an interesting experience. So whoever has the 7.30 Mass is on for opening the church at 6.30. And so it's still dark at 6.30 and you know how cold it was this morning. So I just threw my sweats on, threw on my coat, my hood, and was walking down the colonnade here to come over to unlock the church. And all of a sudden I had a flashlight on me saying, stop, identify yourself. It's not what you're expecting at 6.30 in the morning. Um, and so, you know, I, it caught me by surprise. And I can see why I had a black jacket with a hood on. You know, it was the police, obviously, and the alarm was going off here in the church. And they said, you know, there was possible entrance into the church. So I had to think really quick, who was I, you know? I said, I'm Father Burke. And then, you know, then he, he put his uh, guard down. And so we went through the whole church and saw that nobody was in here. But as I shared it with uh, one of my friends this morning, he said, you should have said you're a son of God. (laughs) That's your true identity. I don't know if the police officer would have appreciated that this morning. Why do I bring that up? Do we know who we are? A background to this first reading from Nehemiah. The Israelites had been in exile in Babylonia for over a hundred years. So let's just imagine how horrible it would be if someone came and, you know, took over the United States and took all of us, let's say, to some country in Europe for over a hundred years. And you start to, what? You start to assimilate into the culture where you are. After a hundred years of exile, they were allowed to go back to Jerusalem. And what did they find? That the city was ransacked, the temple was destroyed, and they had to start to rebuild. And so Nehemiah was the king, and he started to rebuild the city. And his plan was not only to rebuild the city, but to rebuild the culture. And so what he did was he had Ezra, the priest, to read the book of the Torah, because many of them had never even heard of the Torah after 100 years. You can imagine four or five generations. And so that's what we have this morning is Ezra, they made a wooden platform for him. And as he began to read the Torah, they said it was dawn. So for six hours, he read the Torah to them. They were standing up and then they said they would bow down. And what were they doing? They said they were in tears. Many of them hearing the word of God for the first time in their lives. And Ezra said, you know, don't cry. This is a day of rejoicing. We're back home, and we have a God who loves us. Don't forget who you are. You're a beloved child of God. So don't ever get upset when Father preaches for 10 or 15 minutes. They were out there for six hours listening to the first five books of the Bible. But because they had forgotten who they are, this this was like balm to their soul. And sometimes... We're like the Israelites. Even though we're not in a foreign country, we adapt and assimilate to the culture and we forget who we are. We forget that we're beloved children of God. We we forget that we have a God who loves us more than we can possibly imagine. We see here so many pews that are empty. 75% of Catholics don't come to church anymore because they've forgotten who they are. In the second reading from St. Paul's letter to the Corinthians, he tells us who we are also. 
that we're members of one body, that it doesn't matter what part of the body you are, you are important. And the, the less you feel that you're important, the more God will build you up. And do we see one another as beloved brothers and sisters? And if we do, that means we're on for each other. Because it says if one of us is hurting, the whole body should hurt. And if one of us rejoices, we should all rejoice. But oftentimes I think we rejoice when others are hurting, and we were hurt when others are rejoicing. Sometimes we forget who we are. And then we have this beautiful gospel passage. It's the beginning of the Gospel of Luke. And Luke, who was a physician, he says, I've investigated all of this, and I can verify that this is true. And so he says Jesus comes back to his hometown of Nazareth, where he grew up in Nazareth, and he went into the synagogue. Now just imagine this. You know, Jesus is an adult now. Everybody in town knows him as the son of Joseph and Mary, and he goes to the synagogue regularly. But this is a day that's different than any other day. He picks up the scroll of what we know now as Isaiah 62. And what does he read? Now, he could have read anything from the Old Testament, but he chooses this one as the time to identify himself. He says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. The Holy Spirit is upon me. Now, people hearing this know that this is leading to the Messiah. This is pointing to the Messiah. Because he has anointed me to bring glad tidings to the poor. Jesus is revealing his identity and his mission. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, and to proclaim a year acceptable to the Lord. So you can imagine now Jesus calmly reads this. He sits down and it says all the eyes were looking at him. And then he calmly says, Today, this scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing. In other words, he's saying, I'm the Messiah. You can imagine the questions going through everyone's mind. Isn't he Joseph's son? You know, he's he's a carpenter, you know. How can he be the Messiah? But as the gospel goes on to tell and to show, he truly is. He's the one to free us from our captivity. We're not captives in one sense but we are captives to sin. Many of us can see with our eyes, but do we truly see with the eyes that God wants us to see with? Do you know who you are? Do you remember who you are? Do you remember what God did for you by going to the cross? Pope Francis says we should preach the kerygma every day at every Mass. And what is the kerygma? It's the basic good news that we're sinners. We can't save ourselves. God became man. He lived our life, died our death, rose to new life so that we can be free from our sins and that we can live for all eternity in heaven. And just as Jesus was the Son of God, through our baptism, we become adopted sons and daughters of God. We are his beloved children. Do you know who you are? And it's because of that we should be rejoicing. When we hear the word of God, something in our hearts should stir like they did the Israelites when they heard the Torah from Ezra. They wept when they heard the word of God. 
Have we assimilated so much to our culture where we've forgotten who we are? Maybe we've become numb to the good news of Jesus Christ. Today, the Holy Spirit wants to get stirred up within us, wants to say, you are God's beloved daughter. You are his son. Don't ever forget that. And when we go out as fellow children of God, which makes us brothers and sisters, we're on to help each other. No matter what color, race, you know, language that we speak, we're all beloved brothers and sisters. And today you heard at the beginning of Mass, the second collection is for the church in Latin America. As someone who I grew up, you know, here in Joliet, not having much of worldly experience, but now as a priest, I've gone to Mexico and Guatemala and, and South America, and I've experienced the people that are just like you and I. They are our brothers and sisters. Just like you and me, they want to love and be loved. They want to know who they are as beloved children of God. It's something that I'm passionate about, that wherever we are, we're all in this together. Do you remember who you are?